Hey everyone, it's Mary with Sniff Dog Talks Dogs. I hope you're doing well on this 12th episode. Uh, we are talking about breed legislation, something that um, that you know just kind of comes around every every now and again, um, kind of a heated topic. And I figured I would chime in with just some some little insights that I have about it or thoughts that I have about it. Uh, I think that there are breeds that get a bad rap, um, like pit bulls, German shepherds, uh, even golden retrievers. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of times breeds get thrown under the bus when you know it's that age old. What is the saying? There's bad apples in, you know, in every bunch. Um, you know, I've met some of the nicest, nicest dogs that I've ever met are uh, pit bulls. I, I've met some really, really nice ones. There's one that that came into the shop, Petey. He was um, like, I think it's like on record that he he was like the most severely abused dog in the state of Massachusetts or the most severely abused pit bull in Massachusetts. He was the sweetest, sweetest little guy. I mean, the, the injuries that he had were crazy and, and you would never think that, that anybody coming through what he came through would be as sweet as he was. And just amazing, an amazing, amazing dog. And, and Lou, his owner, just an amazing guy that, that just took in the little misfit pit bulls and stuff and just such a great dog. And you know, in every breed, there's the best dogs, and then there's ones that you're like, oh, I think the a little little leery of that one. Um, we had a doodle that came in for grooming, who was a biter. Uh, great, great dog. He was gorgeous, but he was a biter. He was a true biter. He would look you straight in the face, wagging his tail, and he would bite your face. Um, it was heartbreaking for the whole family. I don't know eventually what happened. Um, you know, I recommended you know, medical, you know, a full, full, full medical, a full, um, thyroid check with, with, um, Dr. Dodds doing like a real thyroid check and, you know, a, a veterinary, uh, behaviorist and, and I don't know what happened with him, but, um, but it's tough if, if a breed gets legislated, I think, cause I think a lot of good dogs get thrown under the bus that way, like pit bulls, you know, perfect example. They're always the hottest ones in the news. I think for myself personally, I think the issue with pit bulls is I think that, that people, people think that the best like attack dog protection dog is one that just like is crazy and barks and growls and snaps at everyone. Whereas I, I think actually the best protection dog you could have is one that actually listens to you and you have a good relationship with and you're in tune together. So they, they know through what's going on in, in, in that moment, whether that, you know, whatever situation you're in, whether it's good or bad and they need to be in protective mode. Um, cause you, you just don't want a dog that's hyped up all the time and, and just acting crazy. But, um, I think with the pit bulls, I think anatomy wise, they have such an, an anatomy, they can do so much damage. Uh, they're not going to do as much damage. I mean, they would do more damage than, you know, say, um, you know, I don't know, a terrier, like a, a, you know, I'm trying to think of something of a similar size. Like I always go to Wheaties, but, but just their anatomy is different. Their jaws, you know, the, the physicalness of their, their jaws and compression and all that stuff. Um, they're just so much stronger. It's what were they bred for? Um, you know, like bulldogs and pit bulls, like bred to be using their mouths and, you know, different from other breeds. So I think you get into that the anatomy, um, kind of plays a big part in it. Um, you know, German shepherds, they're, you know, protection dogs, you know, they're taught, you know, they're bred, they're, they're mouthy dogs. They use their mouth. If that just kind of goes 
haywire a little bit, then, you know, you can end up with, with the bad players in the group. But, um, but I, I don't think we can legislate ourselves into having better behaved dogs. I think it just opens the door to who's next, what breed is next. I think that list is growing. Um, you know, and, and the other thing that you have to take into consideration is that people are going to be less apt to take action with a dog that is showing behavior that could lead to a bite because they're afraid of not um, having insurance or being sued for having a dog that's on like the naughty list. Um, you know, so, so you get a situation, you can get a situation where a lot of warning signs are not taken seriously. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like um, people think like if a dog growls, people will be like, Oh, you have to do a harsh correction, do a, do a leash correction with that. Or um, that can backfire because what you're teaching a dog is to not use their natural behavior. You're like teaching them their natural behavior is not good. So it goes underground. They will silence the growl and they'll go straight for a bite. And that's an even worse situation. Um, true biters, they're unpredictable. Um, you know, they're, if you, if you have a dog that you know, that is food is like food guarding, they're just, they're guarding their food resource or, um, they don't come near my bed. If you don't deal with that, correctly and efficiently, um, you know, um, timely in a timely manner, then what happens is they just get bolder and it's going to be like, well, that worked. And then they're going to move on to the next thing. Well, now I'm going to guard this and now I'm going to guard that. And they start ruling the roost and you end up with a dog that you're afraid of. And it just goes in such a predictably bad path. And, um, ultimately the dog pays the highest price. I took care of a, uh, was Cody. He was a Springer Spaniel. And I remember, um, it was a woman that I knew and I went over to her house to, you know, to do a contract and all that. And she asked me if I believed that Springer rage was a real thing. Um, there was a hanky thing about the breeder. I guess this woman had like called the breeder. Um, she may even have gone to the breeders. I'm not sure. I know she, she talked with the breeder. I know that. And then all of a sudden, one day the breeder showed up on our doorstep with the puppy, a crate, this and that, and said, you know, I, I'm, he's the last one left and I'm going on vacation. I'll be, you know, I don't know if she gave him to him for free or, or what it was, but she ended up with this dog and he ended up, he was a biter. He bit the housekeeper. I think he bit the daughter. Um, she told me point blank, if I tried to take something from him, he would bite me. Um, he ended up biting a woman that went over to do a visit for me and, uh, he ended up getting put down and you know, he paid with his life and it was, you know, she was, don't go near him with his food. He was, he would, while he was eating, he would lift his lip and growl. If you went anywhere near her, if you were eight feet away from him, um, that was what you got. I mean, it, it was really getting under control. So should Springers be banned? You know, there were a lot of Springer Spaniels that came into my shop that came in for grooming that came in to shop. They were fantastic dogs. Absolutely fantastic. And another client I took care of for two Springers for years. They're fabulous dogs. Trust them with my life. Never a moment's notice. So um, breed legislation, I, I think, is a really careful situation um, because I do think that, that a lot of good dogs would really just get thrown under the bus. And I think that the the um, what will end up being under reporting of, of or not even reporting, it's um, people seeking help for behaviors. I think that, that, um, that will lessen and, and that's where you're really going to get into trouble. And, um, you know, it's a tricky subject. It is a tricky subject, but, um, you know, there's so many good dogs out there in every different breed and, 
um, you know, that's something that we have to keep in mind and look at the positives and, and, you know, breed for the positivity and, you know, the betterment of the breed and, and their good breeding comes into, into play and where do you get your dog? And so it's, it's just not such a simple, um, such a simple subject, but, um, you know, I did, did just kind of want to talk about it. You know, breeding is so important. How long does the puppy stay with, you know, their mother and their litter mates? Uh, cause that's where they learn so much about bite inhibition and it just sets them up for, for being upstanding citizens in society. So, um, anyways, just a couple of thoughts about it. Uh, again, if you, any comments or anything, you can reach out info at sniffdog.com. Um, you can check out our website, sniffdog.com, where we have fun stuff for dog lovers like you guys. Um, you can always call 508-653-7387 is the number. All right. Have a good day.